Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast. This is where educators can come to find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. With challenging kids, what makes or breaks a teacher, one teacher versus another, is it's not what you do when you're required to be with them. It's what you do when you're not required to be with them. Hey, Leader of Learning, and welcome to episode 70 of the podcast, a member of the On Podcast Media Network. Of course, we have found ourselves as educators in uncharted territory and in really what I've heard a lot of people call uncertain times, moving to distance learning and doing everything we can to continue to support students in these times has obviously been a challenge, something that we're not used to, and something that, quite frankly, has been somewhat uplifting to see how educators have banded together uh, in support of one another and to help each other through this challenge. I want you to know that I am here for you. If there is anything that I can do for you during these uncertain times, please understand that you can reach me in a multitude of ways. Follow me on social media at dcrinus or at leader of learning. On Voxer, I am at dcrinus. Crinus is spelled K-R-E-I-N-E-S-S. Or perhaps even simpler, visit leaderoflearning.com slash contact and you'll be able to access any of those ways that I just mentioned to be able to get in touch with me. Again, if there is anything that I can do to help or support you, your school, and of course your students, please let me know. Speaking of uncertain times, my guest in this episode, Brian Mendler, as I mentioned in our interview, is a guest who I have been dying to get onto my show for a long time. And I think it was rather convenient and timely that I had him on the show during these uncertain times because Brian, if you don't know, is definitely an expert in the areas of social emotional learning, classroom management, student discipline, and I think more than anything, building and maintaining super strong relationships with students, especially challenging students. And so I was so grateful and fortunate enough to be able to interview him during these school closures and during these times of uncertainty. And he had some great insights as to how teachers can continue to not just maintain sort of the status quo, but to really go the extra mile and reach out to support students who may need additional support beyond what we're already offering them from a distance and virtually. Brian is someone who I look up to very much. I've listened to his podcast for a long time. And if you're not a listener yet, please check out the Brian Mendler show. It's amazing. And I've not heard him speak in terms of one of his speaking engagements yet, but I love his message and I love that it comes across in every single episode of his podcast, including this episode of the Leader of Learning show. So without further ado, here is episode 70 with Brian Mendler. All right, Leader of Learning listeners, uh, if you are a podcast listener and fan like I am, and I'm assuming you are because you're tuning in right now, you probably know this next guest. I'm a huge fan of his show, and that is why I am absolutely privileged to bring on it's just someone who I look up to very much. Brian Mendler, welcome to the show. Uh, if you don't know Brian, he is, of course, an educator, a speaker, an author, and and I think an expert when it comes to things like social emotional learning and, and building and maintaining just amazing relationships with students especially, but uh, staff as well. So Brian, welcome to the show. And if there's anything I missed in that introduction that you could <laughs> fill in there, go ahead. 
No, it was a good introduction. I actually am uncomfortable with bios. I don't know if you saw that I wrote that in the, I did. you have the thing on, on, um, when you fill out the, the, the uh, little form to come on your show. And I said, I hate bios. Cause I, I feel uncomfortable with them. Even when I'm, I'm given a, a presentation, I don't like, I mean, let's be clear. There's times I'm here having really crappy self-esteem and I'll sit on an airplane and I'll read my bio and I'm like, shoot, I'm good. But like, <laughs> I don't need the whole world being told right before. So, but it's cool. It was an excellent introduction. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's good to see you. No, thank you. And, uh, you know, thank you for, for everything that you do uh, between the books you've written, the podcast that you do uh, and that you host. And, and of course, all the speaking engagements that you do around the country. And, uh, you know, of course, um, I would be remiss if I didn't just sort of come right out and talk about the fact that uh, we're in some really interesting times right now. Uh, people have, have called them uncertain times, uh, crazy times, you know, whatever you call it. Uh, things are really, really different in the world. And of course, in the world of education. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it already before we hit record yeah. here and then we were like, Hey, let's just, let's just get this thing recorded. And one of the things that, that I wanted to address because you talked about how difficult life is, uh, financially speaking for businesses and people who are now all of a sudden out of work and out of money, uh, essentially. I'm also thinking that at some point there might be kind of on a flip side, uh, teachers who are like, wait a second, I've been teaching now online distance learning and you're looking to extend my school year and or take away my spring break let's say i'm gonna need more money uh, and i find that is gonna be potentially uh, an interesting dilemma as well yeah i mean i don't think i don't i so i've got kids right i've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and you know for me it's it's you just got to go forward. Like you got to go forward. It's not about making it up. It's about trusting that the kids are going to get what they're going to get at home. And I know some kids have tough home lives and don't get a whole lot there. But for me, I hope as a parent when this thing ends and I hope it ends soon. I do. I mean, I, I hope it ends soon for sure. And I think it will end before a lot of people think I, I'm optimistic. I am. I have uh, a brother who's a doctor. I have a sister-in-law who's, who's also a doctor. And you know, I, I, I just don't think, I don't know how long it, we can sustain this as a country. So at, so at some point we have to look at it and say, look at what we're sacrificing. I mean, we are sacrificing. I'm talking about my daughter, my six-year-old daughter coming up to me every day saying, daddy, why can't I go to, to gymnastics? And I, and for a while I can answer that question. I can, and I can say, because we're trying to protect other, and my, it's funny when you try to explain something to a six-year-old, you really kind of see it through a different lens. And, you know, I said, well, you know, people like grandma and papa, they often, they, they can get sick from them. My, my daughter's like, well, why doesn't grandma and papa not go to gymnastics? What, what? And I'm like, I, I hear you. Like, I don't know what to say other than look, we're a society that tries to protect people. And I'm for that. Let me be clear about that. In general, I'm for that. But you also have to look at the cost and, you know, what's happening to our children. I mean, it's not easy for these kids to not be at school. There's kids who aren't eating. There are kids who are in abusive, hardcore home life relationships. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I've seen a couple states cancel school for the rest of the year. I think that's incredibly irresponsible. Let me also say, I was one of the early people on Twitter. I tweeted that all schools should close. So a call, like two weeks. So I, I, my, my opinion on this has really roller coastered as the whole thing's gone on. But to make a definitive statement about the entire year now, I feel like is incredibly premature. I mean, you know, I think schools should be be as ready and as ready to open as they were to close. They closed very quickly, and and rightfully so. I'm, I was fine with that. I really was. I think when when public health is at stake, you have to kind of back up for a second and hold everybody in place and take a look at it. 
at some point though, we got to get our kids back into their lives and their routines because, you know, as you know, I mean, that's, these are our children are being damaged by this. I mean, not yet necessarily, but eventually if he holds out long enough, they will be. Yeah. And, and that's really uh, what I, what I wanted to discuss with you as well, because I've listened to your show. I've not heard you speak, but I know that uh, you care for kids uh, immensely and especially those kids who have, you know, come from troubled backgrounds and, and do not, are not privileged uh, in terms of the way that, uh, life has treated them, I guess, so far in their young lives. And so, um, you know, I think in terms of privilege, one of the things that I, I know teachers are dealing with right now, and, and I'd like to hear from you about this in a, in a couple of minutes, is maintaining relationships with students. But let's first talk about how we can continue to support students who, normally speaking, need school for that right. support. They need to come to get the meals, to to have the relationships, to have some of the only positive things in their lives. I know that you've dealt with students like that. I, I don't know if you know this about me. I started my career in the Bronx um, and, and I've worked in uh, three different you know, city-like environments. I know of the, the students that, that we talk about. So um, yeah. I guess first and foremost, what do we do for them? I mean, right, (laughs) right. And, and, and so, I mean, I'm, and I tell people I'm good. I'm not God. Right. I mean, when you take it, the thing away from them that gives them all of that on a daily basis, it's a really tough thing. I mean, look, I, I see again, I see not to go back to this, but I see my, both of my kids teachers and they, I have, they are both different. I mean, my, my son's teacher has been on the ball. I mean, she has been on seesaw and she has been messaging them and sending videos and they've gotten work and they've gotten assignments. And my son spent an hour and a half today on an, on a school assignment that the teacher gave on doing a biography on Harriet Tubman. My daughter, we not have not even heard from her teacher yet. Have not even heard, not even, hey, I miss you. She's in kindergarten. Hey, I miss you. And I want to be clear. I love her teacher. I think her teacher is amazing, but I'm shocked. I'm shocked by the by the, by the not, by the level of not being prepared that she was for this. And, you know, and it, it shows like you see it, you see it on social media right now. You see some of these people are ready to go and they are, you know, they've got lessons and they've got plans and they're doing zoom calls with their students and their students are interacting with each other. And I mean, and, and so it goes back to looking at the individual person, you know, the, I think you have to at least especially with challenging kids, maintain some type of communication and hopefully like we're doing, you know, get on it. I get it. Some of them don't have internet, right? If they, again, that's a tough one, but if they have internet, then you call them, you get on zoom, you get on, you know, Skype, you get on, um, on go to meeting, whatever. There's a million of them out there. Right. I mean, it's amazing how much better everyone's becoming a technology now that, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, there's like a million new podcasts now that this thing has happened, you know, yeah, there was a, somebody, re- somebody put out a joke of a, a tweet or, or I don't even remember whether it's a YouTube video, uh, but someone said something like, do not start a podcast now, just kind of, as a joke, but yeah, I mean, uh, right. you know, people, like- people have more time on their hands, but no, I mean, I, I hear you and, and I agree and, and I've seen, I'm not sure about your area. I have seen, and I can speak for my own district too, uh, where districts are going out of their way in a very quick period of time to try and roll out programs that'll continue to feed kids. My, my school district is still sending the, the buses out on their regular routines just two hours later to, to give out breakfast and lunch to students yeah. who, who want it, um, you're delivering it right to their, their bus stops. Amazing. And then anyone who walks to school can still come to school to get it. I mean, that's awesome. We've also uh, made sure that 
100% of our students in grades 6 through 12 have Chromebooks. And there are... Um, there are, you know, telephone and, and internet companies out there who are providing yeah. hotspots. Like it, it's, it has been pretty amazing, I think, in a lot no of ways question. to see how the communities have come together. Um, but like you said, you know, in terms of teachers, just reaching out and, and supporting those students and, you know, knowing yeah. who those students are that are going to need that extra something, I think is is step number one. It, just like just like when you're in a in a classroom, it's about going out of your way, right? So so with challenging kids, it, it's the the what makes or breaks a teacher, one teacher versus another is it's not what you do when you're required to be with them. It's what you do when you're not required to be with them, right? So one of the things I say to teachers is if you take, think about your most challenging student, if you take required time out of the mix, right? Which is that's the 45 minute period or, or, or 80 minute block if you teach middle school, high school, or it's the four and a half to five, you know, three, four to four, five hours if you're an elementary teacher. If you take that time out of the mix, how much time do you spend one-on-one -on -one with that kid? outside of the required time. And when I ask that of teachers, when I, especially middle school and high school teachers, almost every single time, the answer is none, literally none. And so when, when they're in school, what I recommend is two minutes a day, just spend two minutes a day, one-on-one -on -one with that kid. It's the same thing now. It's the same thing online. So, you know, you can, you can record an audio message, a two minute audio message for the kid. Hey buddy, super excited to see you in our zoom call today. I can't wait to have you being a part of it. I'm, I'm so excited. I haven't seen you in a couple of days and you're going to be on there. And I was thinking about reading this book, this book, or this book, which book do you think we should read? Would you like to help me by the way, when we're done with the book, I'm going to ask the whole class a question, but, or, or two questions. Can you look at them? Because th there's four different ones. And I was thinking about this one or this one, which two do you think might be best? Would you mind actually asking one of the questions as soon as I'm done reading? That would be really grateful. By the way, when you ask the question, just let me tell you what the answer is real quick. So you, you can be listening for it when someone answers, see how you involve the kid, you make them a part of what you're doing. And again, it's no different whether you're doing that on the computer or whether you're doing that in person. And you know, the look, disruptive kids, they don't care if you're on the computer or not. Right? I had one yesterday. I, I put this, I did a tweet yesterday, a 30 second PD tweet, where the, one of the questions I got was I, a teacher was doing a Zoom with her class. And apparently, I'd have to see how to do this, but apparently, you can, he, he was muting the teacher but he was making inappropriate sounds to the class. And she, so she met, she's, she messaged me. She's like, I can't kick him out because he's already home. Like, what am I going to do? You know? And, and, <laughs> and my answer to, to her was, you got to go out of your way. You know, my son has, has awoken the last two days to personal messages from his teacher on Seesaw, personal messages saying, Hey, I hope you're doing great. Make sure you listen to your parents today. Be kind to your siblings. Like I'm talking about like reminders that, you know, and he loves his teacher. And so he's listening to that. And, and that's what's starting his day. And look, the bottom line is just like in school, some teachers are doing that right now and some teachers aren't. And the ones who are doing that have a connection with certain kids that the ones who aren't will never have with those same exact kids. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So first of all, I, I love that you said that. I've heard you talk about that on your show, and I, and I know you've made that such a big part of not just your philosophy, but your actions in terms of really making connections with, as you say, that one kid, right? Um, yep. And you know, I'm thinking first of all, uh, I want to kind of advise teachers to, uh, you know, the the ones who got that in their head just now to be like, you know what, I do need to do more to reach out to those, especially those kids who need a little more TLC, um, you know, whatever distance learning platform you're using right now, because let's face it, you're probably using one of them, whether it's Seesaw, like Brian mentioned, um, we're, we're using Google Classroom in my school. If you have an LMS like Canvas or Schoology or 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 anything, WebEx, there, right? yeah, another, there's, there's a million of them. There's got to be a way. Right. There's got to be a way on there to send personal or private messages and nobody has to or, or remind is, is beautiful. I mean, if you're using remind, that's what it's for. Um, there, you don't have to give out your phone number. You don't have to um, do anything that's too invasive, let's say, right. if you don't want to. And, and, and that's fine. But yeah, you know, definitely reach out again. I'm, I'm glad you said that because uh, I think that's important. And, and I wanted to I'm sorry. I just wanted to add that you don't have to only do that for your most troubled students, so to speak, because everyone is feeling extra anxiety right now. And and let's face it, teachers, we probably have a little bit more time on, on our hands. And I know that, you know, just like Brian and me, we each have two kids at home, like we're pull in double duty and it's not easy. But if you have some extra time, maybe a, a, a handful of kids each day, depending on how many you teach, see if you can reach out to them on some kind of other level rather than just sending out right. a message to all your students. No question. And I get it. Like these guys are busy right now. I mean, I think teachers right now are probably the busiest diamond doctors and nurses are probably the busiest professions going right now. But again, it's like an investment, you know, the goal and grocery is, store workers. I, I yeah, saw something the other day that it said like uh, healthcare people, workers, man. grocery store and something else. Like these are the true heroes but right this is now. The problem. I mean, the problem is we're trying to, yeah, I went to our grocery store this morning and I, I, I left there. I said, I can't go back here because it, it completely dismays me. Like, are we trying to, to block this thing or not? Because if we are, the grocery store is the, is, is the, is the, I mean, it's, pro, it's ground zero for spreading, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I mean, they had today in my grocery store, they had the, the, the self checkout line open and they did not have Clorox wipes after every, what, after every person. And I'm like, but I got to, but, but we're all going to stay home all day. Like, uh, I mean, 
are we like, what are we, you know? And I promise you in my life, I don't ever again want to make decisions because I'm scared. I just don't like, I don't like living my life out of fear that something might happen to me because I fly on airplanes all the time. And I, I, you know, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that, uh, I think there's a line for everyone that, that needs to be drawn in terms of, I don't know whether you want to call it tolerance or, or what, but like my family, we've been having uh, two of our bathrooms renovated since, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago before all these school closures and before things really started uh, in terms of social distancing. And, and, and I still have the handyman coming in every day and working on our bathrooms Good. because I'm like, he's been coming in since, you know, three weeks ago. So um, I don't think it's a problem unless he's Good. going out and interacting with the God o- knows who. The only problem but. is if you tell him not to come and it, it kills the economy even more. I mean, th- this is this is what's crushing everybody. It's well, not. Yeah. It's not the disease that's crushing everyone right now. It's 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 the not being able to live your life that's crushing everybody right now as we speak. Look, again, I want to be clear. We're recording this not when it's coming out, so the, my my emotions and my thoughts on this thing continue to change daily. They truly do. I mm-hmm. let me tell you about this. So I t- last week, right? I was I tweeted again that I thought all the schools should close, right? I said I think everybody should close right now. And I was emotional. I was reading the news. I was watching, right? Not smart on my part to probably do that. And I, and I, and I, I felt it. I felt like we, we should all just kind of take a deep breath and see what's what with this, you know? And so I started like see, hearing that and it's, seeing that. And I started thinking, no, no, no you know, I hear you. I hear you. My, no, my, so- dad, my dad made a great point. You know, my, my son, so my son, um, is a, is a, is a theater kid, right? So he loves singing and dancing and, and art and, and he's been, he's, he's, they have little kids shows where I live and he was doing, so he was, he was right at the end of frozen. So their, their, uh, performances were supposed to be next weekend, you know, the, and it was all canceled. Right. So last week it was, it was shut down and these kids are, were devastated. Right. And I'm talking legitimately very sad, you know, and my father was looked at me and he said, I would rather go watch him perform get sick and die two days later, then be wrapped in a bubble and not be able to do anything. He's like, I want my grandson to live his life. I don't want my grandson to cry. I don't want my grandson to be inconvenienced. I want my grandson to go live his life. And really my dad is the one who's kind of changed my 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 thought on this. Just to, I guess, play devil's advocate and just throw this in there too. Like yeah. there was, and I know you live in New York state. I'm not too far. I'm like five minutes from yeah. New York. Um, there was the town of New Rochelle who- My sister lives there. Yeah, had a, had a massive outbreak. And it sounds like they tracked so many, like dozens and dozens of cases back to one person who transmitted it, which is, is just mind boggling. So um, here's what I wanted to ask you though. And we talked a little bit about this before hitting record. I used the word humbling. I, I do think in a lot of ways, this experience uh, when it comes to school shutdowns, distance learning, education and non-education in general, I think we will all come out of this with such a different perspective. And dare I say that there are aspects of this that will be beneficial moving forward whenever this ends. I guess my question is, do you agree with that? And, And if so, like what, what, do you predict then will be sort of the outcome and how will people look back on this maybe afterwards? Well, it's tough to predict the outcome. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one to do. And I don't really necessarily want to do that. I can tell you what I hope the outcome is. And and I hope the outcome is that the kids get back to school sooner rather than later. That that's what I hope. And I, and I, and I also hope that the, that the outcome 
of quote unquote rage in our society focuses more on what the damage that we're causing children versus the potential damage that we could cause the elderly. Like I, I, I hope that we start to, to put our outrage in that direction as to why our kids can't play their varsity sports and why our kids can't go to their dances and why our kids can't go to the prom. And I mean, these kids are missing graduation. I mean, we're talking about light once in a lifetime events and same with the disease, right? So I get it. The virus is the same. Now, if you came to me and again, if you said, listen, Bri, this disease, if you get it, it's killing kids, it's killing five-year-olds, it's killing seven-year-olds. I'd, I would probably have a different mindset. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I'm all I am saying is I see a lot of outrage for what's happening to the elderly and I understand it and I'm for it. All I'm asking is the same amount of outrage for what the closures are doing to the kids because it is making kids crazy. My, my children are waking up every day saying, daddy, when do we get to see our friends? When do we get to see our teachers? Why can't we do our events? Why don't we get, and, and there's only so long you can answer that question. And so I hope that we start to look at that at some point relatively soon. And I think we will. And that's why I told you earlier, I think it's outrageous that some districts canceled for the entire year. I would be outraged as a parent if my school, my kids district did that right now, I would be furious. By the way, same way I would be if they didn't close last week, I would have been furious last week if they didn't close. But this is a fluid situation and this is constantly changing. And this could be two weeks from now, we could be saying, you know what, we prevented a lot and we're ready to go back to school and and, and we gotta be ready to go back. Like we gotta be, yeah. re- we gotta believe it's like when you get a kid in an alternative school or an alternative placement, the, the mind, the one eye is always on getting them back to the classroom. And it's the same concept here. And I think you're going to see it soon. They're already, the NBA is already talking about it, right? The NBA is already talking about how do we figure out how do we get a game going? How do we do it? You know, it'll start with no fans. We'll, te- you know, we'll test all the players and then it will gradually, we'll, we'll do 5,000 fans and we'll, we'll do everybody's temperature as they're walking in. But these guys are already starting to talk about it's how funny, do we- It's funny you and, mentioned sports. I know you're a former uh, baseball player and I'm a very big Mets fan, so I'm really excited for the season to start. But then probably a couple months after it starts, we'll be ready to end the season anyway. But that's just, you know, that's how, that's how it goes in the life of a Mets fan. Fan. Um, you know, I, I do think, at, at least in terms of the way that we plan and prepare in education moving forward, I think it will change. I think this will probably wake up, hopefully wake up people even more to the inequities that exist. And I know that's been a hot topic for a while, uh, but I think it, it has come to the f- forefront more. Um, I also think in terms of just general preparedness, teacher planning and preparation, professional development, which I know is is near and dear to, to your heart. Uh, I, I think that really preparing teachers for whatever gets thrown their way has to become more important. I really, I, I that's what I think. And, and I'm an instructional coach and, and, and you're, yeah. you know, a guy who goes around and speaks at so many different schools. But all how the time. do you do that with this? I mean, that's, you know, something like this, it's kind of like, okay. And again, I don't ever talk politics, but it's kind of like you blame it's, it's hard. To, how do you, I don't blame anyone for this. I truly don't. Like, I don't, I look at the situation. I say, this is a literally, I mean, I'm 43, I'm be 44 in April. This is a once in a lifetime for me. I've, I mean, I lived through September 11th and I lived through the last, you know, H1N1 in, in 2009, which by the way, interesting, you know, when, when you, when you look at that and yet there was no Twitter back then really. And there was no Facebook really. It was just getting going. And it's amazing how 
different. When I look back at that, my kids were asking me today and everyone was talking about how that was kind of the last crisis. And I don't remember it being a crisis. So I was a grown up. I was living my life. And I actually, I remember it being sort of maybe a little tougher times, but I, we didn't close any, the restaurants weren't all closed. And I mean, and so I think so, what social media is able to do, I mean, it's able to fan any kind of a flame that there is in all directions. And, you know, this is hard to be prepared for what I absolutely believe. And it's already done it for me is that it, it will make everybody better on tech with technology. And I think that is only a good thing. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm in addiction recovery and I, I did a, I did a zoom meeting on mon- on my Monday for my Monday night meeting last week. And it was great. And I travel a lot and I've never done zoom from so some, a lot of times I miss meetings because I'm in a hotel out of town and now I don't ever have to, I know now I'm never going to miss a meeting again because I have a zoom account. And anytime I'm out of town, I'm going to zoom into a meeting and somebody will hold their phone, right? Somebody will have zoom on their end and hold the phone in the meeting. And I can literally be part of my meeting without being there. And I think people are going to realize that there's a lot of things you can do in the world, you know, this way. And, and it's, and I think overall it'll be a really good thing. And I think it'll be good. Look, I'm already doing it. So it's interesting when, when, when we look at what's happening in my actual business right now, my business is, is taking a bloodbath. I mean, we're talking about, you know, consultants whose entire jobs are to go speak at schools while they're in session, or a lot of people are going to conferences and these conferences are canceled left and right. These people are stuck and you don't get paid. I mean, there's no, the conference didn't happen. It's no, it's, they didn't, it's not their fault. It didn't happen. It's, it's a, it's a global outbreak, you know? And so what happens is, you know, certain people, I was already, I have a studio in my house, right? So I was already doing online stuff and, and a podcast and everything here. And so I'm, I'm, but I'm still not busy right now. Like this is, this is the time that it is, you know? And so it's, which, which is fine. Like I'm, I, that's the other crazy thing is I'm loving being home with my kids. Like I, you know, there's, there's my, my daughter, the only thing she cares about is that I'm home. That's it. Daddy, you're home. It's great. And you know, I'm, I'm really looking at these moments in my life now as a, as a chance to, to, you know, to be there and to really be present in, in their lives. And I think, I think at the end of the day, we'll look back on this. Like we look back at a lot of things and we'll say, wow, I can't believe we all went through that. I can't believe we all lived through that. And remember how scared we all were. And we'll tell our children and our grandchildren about it. And, you know, hopefully our kids won't remember it as being too devastating and impacting to their lives. And that's, I think, kind of at the end of the day, what you can really hope for, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I mean, and, and again, I think the the when I use the term humbling, uh, you know, we're I, I'm in a tight knit family. Uh, you know, I consider myself a, a real big family man, as I can sense that you are too. And and he, listening to you and now talking about how how your daughter is so happy that you're home, and I know how much you travel. Um, it it is pretty cool uh, being home every day and and just kind of going through this together and, and supporting each other and helping each other out. Uh, I do feel for families uh, who don't have that. And, and I think that we are obviously yeah, no very, doubt. very fortunate um, to be in loving relationships and loving families. And, and I, I do, my heart goes out to anyone who is not because uh, this is not the time where, where you never want that, but uh, this no can't, this, this can't be easy. Um, no, no doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And that's why, like we talked about earlier, it's, it's about going out of our way right now as educators to reach that kid. And again, I'm, I'm for it for all kids. The, the, one of the great things about working with challenging kids is if it works with them, it works with everybody. So there's not, there's really not many strategies that you use on a challenging kid where you would say, but we're not going to use that on everyone. Right. I mean, most, 
it's always about connecting and relationship building and getting to know them better and building, you know, building a stronger, tighter bond. And that's never a bad thing with any kid in your class, right? So you, that's the rule. You can't ever go wrong when you build a relationship. I tell teachers, if you're not sure what to do, if you're kind of lost or confused or, you know, your lesson's kind of going awry, just go to, just, just turn to connecting. And, and, you, and if you do that, at the end of the day, good things are probably going to happen for you. That's great. And I think that's a, a perfect way to probably end this. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. Uh, you know, I can say this now, I think probably one of the top uh, two or three guests that I've uh, that I have courted uh, as, long, as long and as hard. Who else? I, I really tried long and hard to get uh, Saba Kidwai to come onto the show, and she's been on. Uh, same thing with George Kuros, and, and he's been on. So, you know, definitely a few people who I have probably tried the hardest to, to or, or at least cared the most about getting onto the show. And, and unfortunately, it's in some weird times. So maybe we it can do this again. Uh, not talking about And I about apologize to you. I want, I, let me apologize to you because I, you've been, you have been asking me for a long time and I, and I just have not, I literally have just not done it. And I, I'm a procrastinator by nature. It's, you know, it's what us addicts are procrastinators. We do it and we, you know, and then, and finally now it's like, I got a break and I started looking around at all the loose ends and you were one of them. I had you on my list and I was going to do this and I was ready to do this. And then finally we got some time and I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to do it during these times. I think, you know, I think it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good reminder for all of us. You know, I am humbled. I'm, I'll never again, take, take standing in front of, you know, a group for granted ever again. And there, and let me be clear. I have taken it for granted. I have, I've, I have gotten to the point where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go to that town. It's so far. Like, Oh gosh, that's a two hour drive. Once I get there and, uh, uh, and you know, when, when you go through hard times and, and, you, and you, you look at your life and you're like, all of a sudden, all this work that was there isn't, you start going, gee, I would have done that. I, why, why, why did I think that way? And, and my perspective has changed. There is no question. I, am, I will be a different person going forward with my attitude you know, in certain situations. And you know, for however long this lasts, you know, I've, I think all, out of all bad comes good. And, you know, if, if it hurts in the short term, it's one of my rules is if it hurts a lot in the short term, it's probably really good for you in the long term and vice versa, right? If it's, if it, if it feels amazing in the short term, it's probably really bad for you in the long term. And so I actually think this entire crisis is going to shake our entire world to the core. Let me just end by telling you this, because I found it really interesting. The other night in my recovery meeting, there's a guy named Arnie who's like 70 something years old. He's, he's an amazing guy. He's been clean for 30 something years from New York. You know, he's a, he's a new New York city kind of guy. And, you know, and, and we were talking about, of course, this and, and everybody's just kind of rattled, you know, there's a woman in our group who does concerts and she's not on the road right now because all the tours are canceled. She, she sells t-shirts. So her life is being ruined. And, and, you know, and he, his take was, he, his take was, he's a very spiritual and religious guy. And his take was, God is sick of everybody blaming each other and everybody fighting each other. And he put something on this earth that we have to all work together to fix. And basically what he said is, we're going to, I'm, I'm going to show you who's actually in charge here. And so we're going to, now you got to get the smartest people in Iran and the smartest people in Israel and the smartest people in Canada and the smart, and you all got to work together to try to fix this thing that I'm about to shake you to the core with. And, you know, I think for me, I'm speaking for myself. 
it's been, you know, when it's, it's over, I think going through it will have been good for me. And I don't think I'm alone. I think there's a lot of people in our society that needed to be shaken up a little bit. And, you know, these events do it, you know, September 11th did it. It's it's, for me, it, 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 it refocuses you on what's actually important in life. And I, I think sometimes all of us need that. Well, I, uh, I agree. I, I can't even, there's nothing, there's nothing that I can say to really uh, add on to anything that you just said. Um, I will end with this. Someone on Voxer the other day said, you know, we got to stop saying to people, stay safe. So I won't tell you to stay safe, but I will just wish you luck uh, through everything that you and your family and, and anyone you come in contact with is, is dealing with in these times of uncertainty and just so much uh, different things than we've ever had to deal with before. But I really do appreciate you coming on here and giving us some time uh, whether it happened a year ago or whenever I first reached out or now, I just, I still appreciate it. And just thank you for everything you do, man. Let's do it again and consider this an official invite to swap it. And, and I'd, I'd love to have you come do my show at some point, if you don't mind. That'd be a tremendous honor. I really appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, man. It'll be great. Everybody check out my show, the Brian Mendler show, new episodes every single Monday. Check me out, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere else. Thank you guys. I'll catch you soon. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, if you enjoy the content shared on the show, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. I would also appreciate it if you would leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you use to listen. For more information about me or this show, head over to leaderoflearning.com. While you're there, you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, how to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even find out how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a Leader of Learning. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.